0: back with your daily company news. Stephen Colbert cannot quit talking about reports about the existence of a tape rumored to show Donald J. Trump in a compromising position in a Moscow hotel room. You know, that one? A British ex-spy Christopher Steele says such a tape probably exists. Stephen Colbert said, no, no, Chris Steele, you will not get my hopes up again. I've moved on. My heart cannot take this. This show had an official last PP tape joke on January 25th. You cannot get me to talk about this until the actual tape has been released or at least streamed. <laughs> I'm warning you, Steele. If this turns out to be a false report, you're in trouble. From GQ, a while back, Kamel Nanjiani struck up a conversation with a stranger at his gym, bonded by the shared agony of heavy lifting. They wondered aloud to each other, why do we do this? They decided it was mostly because they'd grown up on the action movies in the 1980s, Nanjiani said. We saw these guys who were like Adonis and gods, and we were like, oh, that's what strong men look like. Not that they can access their feelings or cry or say when they're sad or say they're scared. They have a six-pack up to their necks. You may have noticed the gigantic press blitz that I'm sick of letting us know. Kamel Nanjiani is in shape. He's pretty buff. He's not the little nerd you know from Silicon Valley or anything. He looks pretty solid. In late 2018, he was cast in Marvel's Eternals. Out November 5th, he plays Kingo, a near-immortal superhero disguised in the everyday world as a Bollywood star. He transformed his body for the role, spending hours and hours in the gym, as you will see in 8 billion articles this week. Working out with a trainer, sometimes to the point of puking. Even The Rock commented, extremely hard work, dense muscles, hard to achieve. Kamal appeared temporarily as the thumbnail on Pornhub's muscular men category, which resulted in a free 10-year subscription of Pornhub Premium. (laughs) Making internals, even just getting ready to make it, change his life in a way that he's still getting his head around. Is he tired of talking about his body? Sure. I found out over the last year and a half since I did the picture that I'm very uncomfortable talking about my body, and it's become less and less and less comfortable. I forgot this movie's been in the can for a year and a half. There was a pandemic. Did you hear about this? We all had to stay home for a year. Look it up. It was a pretty big thing. Nanjiani's wife, Emily Gordon, tells GQ, you become aware at some point that you're being viewed differently by everybody. He had a specific goal to play a Marvel superhero, and because he knows all Marvel superheroes don't usually look like the way he used to, he wasn't about to blow his chance when it finally arrived, saying... If I'm playing the first South Asian superhero, I want to look like somebody who can take on Thor or Captain America or any of those people. But also because the character shrouds himself in the guise of a Bollywood star, Nanjiani grew up watching Bollywood movies from the 60s to the 90s. I know basically every big one. So he knows those guys are jacked. I was like, I want this to be believable. I want to feel that kind of powerful in this role. In an Instagram post where he showed off his body, he said, I wanted different types of opportunities. I wanted the industry to see me differently. With brown people, there are very specific roles that we used to get. Either we're terrified or we're causing terror. Those are the only two options we had. Either I'm fixing your computer or I'm like landing something at the stock exchange. Jim Norton talked to WABE about sensitivities and censorship in comedy. Jim Norton said, Comedians have to deal with things through humor, but no one's telling Stephen King not to kill children in his books. and No one's telling actors not to play slave owners, to play slashers, not to play murderers, not to play rapists. So for people to think that comedy is harmful when portraying someone committing a horrible act in seriousness can get you an award, I just reject the idea that comedians as performers should be limited in a way that other form of the arts are not limited. I think as a performer, any subject that you want to touch is absolutely acceptable. All that matters is do you do it well or you do it poorly And I think that's what you should be judged on. Hassan Minhaj spoke to the New York Post. He's incorporating a tricky part of his fatherhood journey into his new live show, The King's Jester. He was on with Jimmy Fallon, and he led with a joke about thinking about adopting a white baby just to flex on these MFers, just to show people we really made it in this country. But the underlying story was No Joke Writes the Post. He says he struggled with fertility challenges and underwent varicocele repair surgery. I don't know if I pronounced that right. I made it sound like Howard Cosell, and I'm not making fun of it, but I don't know how to pronounce it. Minhaj said, fertility is framed as a woman's issue. Men aren't seen as part of the partnership. For years, I was having this low back pain. I didn't know what it was. I partly blame my high school sex ed teacher. They make you still terrified of that region of your body, like your genitals are radioactive. His wife gave him the green light to go public about his struggles. I hope on some level it lets other guys know that we can talk about this. From GreenState.com, your home for company news, 2B is lighting up. It's Wishing to Adult Animation. Oh, there was a pun in there. The Fox-owned free ad-supported streamer has acquired rights to The Freak Brothers, a stoner comedy starring Woody Harrelson, Pete Davidson, John Goodman, and Tiffany Haddish. It premieres Sunday, November 14th. The Freak Brothers follows four cannabis-loving characters, Freewheelin' Franklin Freak, played by Woody Harrelson, the paranoid Phineas T. Freakers, Pete Davidson, man-child Fat Freddy Freakowski, John Goodman, and their cat Kitty, Tiffany Haddish, who wake up from a 50-year nap after smoking a magical strain of weed in 1969. In the show, they must learn to adjust to life with a new family in present-day San Francisco. If you enjoy the podcast and you want to throw me five bucks in the tip jar, go to slash daily comedy news. slash daily comedy news. I take your five bucks. I go to the National Donuts Chain. I get a large iced coffee with caramel and milk. And I drink it in the morning, and I get all hopped up on coffee. Then I come down to the basement and I read comedy stories to you. That's how that works. Uh, also, if you like stand-up comedy, it's Sunday, so there's a new episode of the Weekly Comedy Thing. That's a show I host on the Live by Live app. The Live by Live app is free. It is spelled Live X Live, but you can get the app for free. The show is called the Weekly Comedy Thing. So what happens there? it's less me, more comedy. So if I tell you a story about Jim Norton, I will tell you the story in about 20 seconds, but then actually play a comedy bit by Jim Norton. I cannot do that on a podcast. If you're interested in why not sign up for my class that I teach at college and I'll tell you all about how royalties work, but we ain't playing any Jim Norton bits here. And that's not a dig at Jim Norton. We ain't playing anybody's bits here. It's really complicated, but I digress. If you want to hear a bit, it's the weekly comedy thing on the Live by Live app. Do it. New episode out right now. Joe Firestone spoke to Vulture on what the pandemic taught her about comedy. Joe said, I learned a lot during this pandemic. I don't really love to be on stage by myself. I don't really like to talk for an hour. It's easier for me to talk with other people and bounce off other people. If you were like, do you want to put together a show of 70 people and they all have to do different Liza Minnelli impressions or you do you want to do an hour of stand up? I'd be like, Liza Minnelli. There's something that gets me jazzed about getting people on board and showcasing people. And yeah, maybe I should work for Just for Laughs. I'm not sure. Boy, Joe Firestone, you're in my head. I'm actually recording the third straight podcast I did Thursday, Saturday, and today back to back to back. And I am pretty winded right now. I need one of those iced coffees. Joe Firestone on being called quirky and whimsical, she said. I mean, those are the two top words they put to me, and that's okay. One time I went to a general at IFC, I assume the Comedy Network, and they were like, we do not do quirky. And I was like, well, me neither. If you want to call it whimsical and quirky, that's OK by me. But that's not what I'm trying to do. I understand it all comes off as De Deschanel kind of style vibes. I understand why it happens. All I can do is keep making the stuff that's true to me. And you just hope that people stop using those words. There's nothing I can do about it. Maybe next time I'll go for wicked or satirical. <sighs> I'm out of breath. So let's go home. that's your comedy news for today. I'm already home. I'm in the basement. What are you talking about, Johnny Mac? Follow the show on Spotify, Google, Apple. You know the deal there. Facebook group. Love to hear from you. Daily Comedy News group on Facebook or the Instagram is at Daily Comedy News. See you back here tomorrow.